Hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of Killing and Thrilling. I'm your host, Trinity Brown. I did not say I was your host last time, but I remember to say it today. So, here we are, episode 3. How is everybody today? I'm feeling a bit under the weather. I just woke up, I had a really long sleep, didn't go to bed till 3 in the morning, didn't wake up till 2 in the afternoon, which sucks. I hate waking up late. Um... Another good thing, a bit of housekeeping, as the girls over on My Favorite Murder would say, I have my own little studio now. Isn't that exciting? I'm really excited. It's not really a studio, it's where I was recording before in my closet, but I've turned it into a studio kind of thing. It's just, it's a small closet, but it's a it's a walk-in, it's nice. Um, I put a vanity in here, all my makeup stuff is in here, so this is where I'll be doing all my podcasting, my makeup, uh, different videos for TikTok and whatnot, and YouTube videos when I get around to it. I cleaned out all the garbage and all the boxes and unwanted stuff that was in here, so the acoustics should be a bit better in here, and if you guys hear any loud talking or screaming in the background, it is my boyfriend in the other room. Um, our room's his gaming room and our bedroom are kind of connected so in the closet you can hear him because his computer is literally right behind this wall and he's playing video games so if you hear any of that my apologies and i do have a microphone now so if this sounds a bit better i hope it does um i have the microphone like up really close to my face so i'm hoping it doesn't sound bad if it does i'll just fix it and edit that out and record again but it's a little shirt microphone that you just attach to your shirt that they use on like television and whatnot. I bought it off of Amazon, so it's probably not all that good, but um, it's what we have. So the acoustics should probably be a bit, bit better in here now that it's a bit more empty. Um, I'm really excited. I love my new vanity. Um, it's great. It has all of my makeup, all my skincare. I love it. There's a window in here, so we got some natural lighting. And I've always been obsessed with like tiny rooms and tiny spaces. It is a bit stuffy in here, a bit claustrophobic. I'm definitely feeling that. So I'll probably have to keep the door open sometimes, but obviously when I'm recording, no. But I'm happy with it. It's lovely. I ordered some little storage bins off of Amazon to put some stuff in because there's shelves behind me and there's just a bunch of shit on them. So we want to get that out of the way. And I ordered some pictures for the wall. Um, got some battery-powered lights because there's no outlets in here. I'm going to put those, those up. Um, I got a little little uh neon led light it's a cloud shape for the wall it's gonna be really cute in here because i do plan on filming videos in here for youtube and stuff like that now that i have my own little space um and i'm really excited i've just been obsessed with living and like having my little my own little hangout spot like whenever like i was younger if i had a big enough closet i would always like move stuff around in my closet put some pillows and blankets in there and i would just sit in there go on my phone go on my computer read a book do whatever but this is perfect because it has a window in here and there's shelves for storage and all this type of stuff and i'm really enjoying it so that's just a little bit of housekeeping um i don't know i don't think there's really anything else that i need to talk about um, other than the fact that building this vanity literally took me and my boyfriend four fucking hours to do. I started doing it by myself because I was like, you know what? 
babe, I'll do it by myself. It's fine. And then I needed his help. I just could not figure it out. The, like, tools were not working and all this different stuff. So I had to get him to help me with that. And we finally finished it. We got back from Ikea around, like, 4.30ish. And we did not finish building this fucking vanity until, like... 10 9 or 10 at night i was sweating i felt disgusting finally took a shower and then i was up until three in the morning because i had made the mistake of buying an energy drink because i was literally so mad all day i was in one of the worst moods of my entire life which i shouldn't have been because i was getting a vanity and i was making my little room for myself but i was just so angry at the world i was so angry at everything i was being such a bitch and i felt so bad and I didn't have any sugar at all that day and I find that when I don't have sugar um, my body just feels really weird and I feel like I might have diabetes but um, my boyfriend's sister's best friend tested me with her blood sugar thing like she pricked my finger and she tested me and my blood sugar was perfectly fine it was like 6.3 um but I don't know, I needed some sort of, like, sugary drink, so, um, I do have a sugary drink with me right now, I've got coffee with, like, three tablespoons of sugar, I know that's quite gross, but I just swallowed right up close to the microphone, <laughs> hope y'all really enjoy that, so, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good, feeling a bit under the weather, I don't, I, my muscles are just really sore, my neck really hurts, and my wrist hurts a lot, it's something new every time I wake up, I sleep, if I sleep hard, my body hurts so much, so, um, I hate sleeping hard, and I'm a really hard sleeper sometimes, so if I go to sleep really late and then wake up really late, I know that I've slept, like, hard, like, on my body, it's just, it's not good and I just wake up in so much pain and I just don't it hurts if y'all if y'all experience hard sleeping you know what I mean you you know you your neck's turned a rude way your back hurts your muscles hurt you just you don't feel good and it's not fun but uh I literally just finished my research for today's episode like literally five minutes ago um last night I was like oh my god it's Saturday I'm screwed. I literally was just laying in bed last night. My boyfriend was snoring away and I was just like doing the research for this episode today. I had luckily already known what case I wanted to do for this episode and it's a case that I'm really, really excited about. I love this case. It's so strange and so mysterious and we'll get into it after, you know, little intro, a little talking. But I'm excited for today's case. Obviously, by the title, you guys know what we are talking about. But, yeah, it's a really mysterious case. And I'm, I'm really excited to get into it. So, also, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I really hope that the episodes start to get a little bit better with me. Because, obviously, the first and second episode, I felt so awkward. And I was listening back to them. I was like, this is bad. It's really bad. But I'm, I'm hoping that we'll get through it and it'll, it'll get better over time. So, yet again today, I don't think this episode will be that long because the information on this episode, it's kind of just straightforward, you know, like, it's a mysterious type of case, but I'm hoping that we will, will, will have some, some discussion on it because it's such a confusing case, but it's one of my favorites. Um, it's not a murder, but a woman does die, um, if you know anything about this case. But she was not murdered, but 
there might have been not necessarily foul play, just people not being careful within a hospital. So, yeah. If y'all have any of your own theories, then we'll see. But uh, that is all. Talked about my little studio room, and now we can get into the case. So, let's go. All right, guys, let's get into the case. And I just listened back to my intro and my mouth was really close to my microphone, but I did hook it up onto something else. So I hope there's not a lot of heavy breathing and lip smacking going on. Please forgive me. I do not feel like going back and recording that whole thing. It's just going to drive me absolutely bonkers. So let's just get into the case. So today we are covering the mysterious case of Gloria Ramirez. Have you guys heard of it? You should. It's very confusing, very like, what the hell? you know, um, and Gloria's case was, uh, put into different TV shows. I know they did, um, her case on an episode of Grey's Anatomy, which was really fun. Um, they did an X-Files case about it and documentaries, a bunch of other stuff, but a lot of, like, medical type of TV shows did this case in an episode, so I thought that was really cool. So, let's get into it. So, Gloria Ramirez was born January 11th, 1963 in Riverside, California, and she was in her 30s when she was diagnosed with cervical cancer, which sucks, you know? And on February 19th, 1994, at Riverside General Hospital arrived Gloria with heart problems, and she was found that her heart was beating at a rate not okay for the human body. So, they were like, what? That's not okay. So, Gloria then kind of, you know, passed out. She was not breathing. Seemed she had died. So, the doctors tried to defibrillate her. And while they were doing that, they realized that Gloria's body was covered in this, like, oily substance. Kind of like an oily sheen that was just coating her entire body. Which is really weird. And her mouth, like, her breath had smelled of this, like, fruity garlic smell. Which, to me, I was like, maybe she ate some sort of garlic dish with some fruit in it. But they were kind of just like, it was a really strong odor. And it wasn't really her breath because, like, she wasn't breathing, obviously. But, like, her mouth was open and they could just smell this, like, very strong fruity garlic smell. And they were very confused. They were like, never smelled that before. That's kind of weird. So, one of the nurses by the name of Susan Kane drew blood from Gloria and Susan noticed that Gloria's blood had this really strong and weird chemical odor to it. And she was like, mm, blood shouldn't smell like that. It should smell like iron. Or as I like to say, spoons. Blood smells like spoons. If you ever have smelled blood, it smells like spoons. Not saying that I'm sniffing blood all the time. But if you've ever cut yourself or scraped your body or something like that, and you, you can like smell the blood while you're trying to clean yourself up. It smells like spoons. It just smells like spoons, okay? Or pennies. Whatever. It smells like iron. So, um, da, 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 ba, 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 smell like spoons, ba, ba, ba. So, a medical examiner noticed that the syringe that was holding, uh, Gloria's blood had a, min had manila-colored particles floating around in the blood, which is very strange. You shouldn't have manila-colored particles floating around in your blood. A few moments after nurse Susan Kane drew blood from Gloria, she had fainted and her face was burning, almost like she had a sunburn or she had just burnt her face. It was burning. Like she had some sort of like chemical substance on her face that was making her face burn. And she was escorted out of the room on a gurney because she fainted and was not moving. 
Uh, many of our doctors and nurses in the room around Gloria's body at this time complained of feeling lightheaded and fainted as well. One of the doctors even stopped breathing for short periods of time, but then would continue to breathe again, and this is called apnea. So a respiratory therapist named Maureen Welch fainted as well and was quoted saying, I remember hearing someone scream and then I woke up. I could not control the movement of my limbs. So she was like paralyzed when she woke up, which is scary. I could not imagine waking up and being like, I can't move my arms or my legs and I'm terrified. That's one of my biggest fears, not being able to move my body. It's so scared it's like sometimes I'll do meditation and I get so relaxed that like when the meditation is over and I like open my eyes I cannot move my body and I'm like pardon it's really scary if you've ever experienced that it's kind of it's kind of spooky uh, many other staff members at the hospital began to feel sick and the hospital called in a quote internal emergency all the other patients in the hospital were moved out into the parking lot and a select few doctors continued to try to save Gloria's life but unfortunately, doctors could not do anything to save Gloria, and at 8.50 p.m., Gloria was dead, which is really sad. So her body was then moved to an isolation room. A nurse named Sally Valderis, who helped move Gloria's body, began to throw up after moving her body and also felt a strong burning sensation all over her body, just like one of the other doctors had felt as well, Dr. Susan Kane, or Nurse Susan Kane. She was a nurse. Keep losing my place. She was then hospitalized for 10 days and also experienced apnea, just like the other doctor who had fainted experiencing apnea. Um, Dr. I can't never, I can't say her name. Gorchinsky. Gorchinsky? Gorchinsky. I didn't get a first name. Oopsies. So, Dr. Gorchinsky's condition was the worst of all the staff members. She had she was in intensive care and experienced uh, vascular necrosis, a condition where the bone tissue could not receive enough blood and then begins to die. All the other staff members that had been affected were treated in the parking lot of the hospital, and all of their clothes that they were wearing were put into bags out of fear that they were covered in sort of some sort of toxic chemical. Um, which they wanted to have tested. So the body of Gloria Ramirez had affected 30, 23 staff, staff members. At 11 p.m., a hazardous materials team arrived at the hospital. They were wearing full hazmat suits, and they scanned the hospital for chemicals that might have been responsible for this, but no chemicals were found. Six days after this, an autopsy was done on Gloria's body. The doctors had to wear airtight hazmat suits and stay in a special isolation room that was also airtightly sealed. They took samples of blood, tissue, and even air from the body bag that Gloria was held in. Medical detectives from 10 different states and federal departments were working on this case. They ruled her death caused by cardiac arrhythmia caused by kidney failure due to her cervical cancer, and after that, the case was closed. Which is strange. Like, a bunch of doctors and nurses are sick and fainting after being around her body and being around her blood, and you just decide to close the case and say that she died of like a natural cause i don't think so tim so there are some theories of why all of this could have happened so the first theory the california department of health and human services interviewed 34 staff members that were working near or with gloria's body that day included in the emergency room staff members that's not right i didn't what 
I'm confused. In the emergency room. Oh, including in the emergency room, staff members experienced a psychogenic illness or mass hysteria. So basically they were saying that they kind of all thought this up in their heads and it wasn't real. So if you know what mass hysteria is, they kind of all were making this whole thing up and they all just thought it was happening when nothing was really happening to them at all. Um, so mass hysteria, which is an illness described to have no environmental cause. So nothing was causing it but their own heads. So they stated that there was no poison in Gloria's body and that the ambulance team did not experience any symptoms while driving her to the hospital. The psych psychogenic illness usually has a trigger which makes people fall sick and this trigger was defined as the odor coming from Gloria's blood. One of the doctors, Dr. Korczynski, had filed a lawsuit for $6 million against the coroner's office and the hospital. Um, all people affected by Gloria's body believed that this was that they were not a victim of mass hysteria, that they were not making this up, that something really happened. Theory two comes from the Livermore Laboratory. They had found large amounts of a compound called dimethyl sulfone, sulfone, dimethyl sulfone, like sulfone, but sulfone, in Gloria's autopsy. They backed this up and stated that Gloria used anti an anti-inflammatory gel called DMSO to combat her cancer pains. This gel would explain the garlicky smell and the oily substance on her body. And DMSO is an atom away from the compound dimethyl sulfone, which was found in Gloria's autopsy, as stated before. The lab ran a test combining DMSO with the oxygen mass that was used on Gloria and found that there was an overwhelming amount of dimethyl sulfone in to to, into which it formed white crystals, which looked like the particles, the manila-colored co particles that were found in the syringe that held Gloria's blood. This proved that the dimethyl sulfone appeared, but dimethyl sulfone is harmless, so nothing should have happened. Um, but they said that the dimethyl sulfone could have broken down, perhaps due to the electricity from the defibrillator, and then when broken down, the dimethyl sulfone combined with natural sulfate compounds found inside of Gloria's body and formed dimethyl sulfate, which is a chemical that can damage the heart, liver, and kidney and can also cause paralysis, delirium, and convulsions, which is similar to the symptoms that the medical staff had experienced that night. But other scientists did not believe this theory to be true. They said that it would be impossible. And Livermore did not run many tests or run a simulation to prove this to be true. And the head of the lab said that this was just a theory. And they never said that it was true, but it is something that should be looked into. Uh, theory three comes from Gloria's family themselves, and they said that what happened to Gloria was due to the hazardous conditions at the hospital before Gloria had arrived. So back in 1991, two medical staff members were receiving medical treatment after being exposed to a poisonous gas that re was released into the hospital which was three years before Gloria's incident, and one year before Gloria's incident in 1993, um, sewer gas was found in the emergency room during an inspection. 
So the deputy coroner stated that Gloria did not die from natural causes, but then after her autopsy, he had retracted that statement and said that she had died from natural causes, which, if you ask me, is very suspicious. How are you going to be a coroner and say, nope, I looked, she did not die from natural causes, and then, you know, after looking at her autopsy, be like, I gotta cover some shit up. She did die from natural causes. Yeah, actually, I'm retracting my statement. So don't take me to court. Uh, Another strange thing was that an investigator on this case named Stephanie Albright had committed suicide one month after her investigation into this case, which is weird. Did she commit suicide or was she murdered to cover up what she may have found? This was never said, but it's just my theory because she's an investigator onto the case trying to find out what happened And since Gloria's family had stated and made it public that they think the conditions of the hospital were the reason that Gloria died, they obviously needed an investigator to investigate the whole thing and find out what really happened. So maybe she was taken care of. Do y'all hear that? That was my boyfriend playing a video game. I'm so sorry. He's really loud. I'm sorry if you heard that. (laughs) Love you, babe. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my theory. Was she taken care of or did she actually commit suicide? Um, the coroner, Dan Capito, Capito, Capito said that she may have been under too much pressure. And if you're just going to like come out and say, "Mm, I think she was under too much pressure. So she committed suicide. That just kind of, to me, sounds like you're trying to cover something up. Like you're, you're trying, you, sir, Dan Capito, Capito was the one who had retracted his statement saying that she did not die from natural causes and then said that she did die from natural causes. And then the investigator on the case, who's like, she's not a doctor, she's an investigator, committed suicide one month into her investigation. I think she was taken care of, but that's just my theory. So he said that she might have been under too much pressure from the case, so she committed suicide. Uh, Another strange thing to come out of the case was that the syringe that was used to draw blood from Gloria had been accidentally thrown out, which is strange because all the doctors were made to take off their clothes and put them into hazardous uh, bags because they needed to test them um, to find out if there was a poisonous chemical on their clothes. But the syringe that held Gloria's body, which had those manila colored particles in it, was thrown out like accidentally i'm doing air quotes right now accidentally thrown out which you would think if you're gonna test the clothes why and like keep the clothes in bags to test them why would you throw out the syringe that has her blood in it which is probably one of the biggest things that you could use and test the syringe as well i don't know don't ask me i'm not a doctor Um, So her syringe was accidentally thrown out, and after this, the hospital had stated that the room that Gloria was in and the emergency room was checked and nothing dangerous was found, but Gloria's sister had stated that she thinks that if she was not put in that emergency room that night, that she would have lived. So Gloria's family does not believe that this is true, and they believed whatever was going on within the walls of that hospital was the reason that Gloria passed away. And that there was some sort of chemical roaming through the air or some sort of gas that may have mixed with her blood or her condition or something like that that caused her to die. And that doctors weren't doing enough to try to save her. So, I don't know. 
I don't really have a theory for this. It's, I don't know, it's strange, but you would think that the second theory with the dimethyl sulfone and all that stuff, you know, how it protrudes my microphone off that it protruded that fruity that fruity garlic smell and um was the reason for that that oily substance all over her body um but i don't know i i'm more leaning towards the second theory but scientists did deem that to be impossible so i don't know i'm not a scientist and i'm not a doctor so i don't i don't really know but what are y'all theories? What do you think? What do you think about this case? It's 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 mysterious. It's strange. It's you know a really popular case. It got a lot of media attention, and a lot of TV shows, medical TV shows, did an episode about this case. And it's really strange to say the least. But that is the case of Gloria Ramirez, and it's still a mystery to this day on how she died and what caused all that stuff and what caused all those doctors to fall ill and faint and all this stuff, but I don't know. I guess we'll never know. Um, but yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and yeah, so I will be scourging for a paranormal story for next week's episode, and I hope you guys will come back and listen and hope you guys have a wonderful day or night and yeah i am going to continue to clean my little closet my little studio area now and yeah so hope you guys have a wonderful week and i will see you here next sunday and remember trust nobody and don't summon demons bye bye